0: Chapter 25 Open the Young Man's Eyes Elisha prayed, and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes, that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and, behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. 2 Kings 6.17. For certain of our friends, we pray that their eyes may be opened to see the enemy of their souls under the many disguises that he assumes. We fear that many are ignorant of his devices. 2 Corinthians 2.11. Young men, especially, are too inclined to mistake the great enemy for a friend. They believe his false and flattering words, and are seduced to ruin. He holds forth to them the sparkling cup but in its beaded bubbles death is lurking. He talks of pleasure, but in the lusts of the flesh the pleasure is a shadow, and misery is the substance. He wears the mask of caution, and he admonishes young men to take care of themselves first, and leave religion until after they have made their fortunes. However, the gain that comes from casting God aside will prove to be an everlasting loss. The devil as a serpent does more harm than he does as a roaring lion. If we had to meet the devil and knew him to be what he really is, we could far more easily conquer him, but we have to deal with him disguised as an angel of light, and we have need of a hundred eyes, each one opened by God so that we may see. Even worse than this is the fact that at times he does not meet us at all, but he undermines our path. He digs pits for our feet. He shoots his arrows from afar. Or he sends forth a pestilence that travels in darkness. We then have need of a better sight than nature gives. For the young man who is just leaving home to go into the world, I would pray, O Lord, open the eyes of the young man so that he may see. I would pray that he would be able to detect the falsehood that may hide itself beneath the truth, the malice that may wrap itself about with pride. The foolishness that may robe itself in learning, and the sin that may clothe itself in the garments of pleasure. I wouldn't want him to be taken like a bird in a snare. I wouldn't have the youth led by the hand of temptation like a bullock to the butcher's shop. Let us breathe such a prayer as that of Elisha for each person who is beginning life. May God grant that his eyes may be opened to see sin as sin, to see that evil can never be good. That a lie can never be true, and that rebellion against our God can never be the way to happiness. We want people's eyes to be opened to see God as everywhere, observing all things. What an opening of the eyes this would be to many. It is a sad but true saying that God may be seen everywhere, but that most people see him nowhere. He is blind indeed who cannot see him to whom the sun owes its light. Until our eyes are opened, we rise in the morning and we fall asleep at night, but we have not seen God all day, even though He has been around us and within us every moment. We live from the first day of January to the last day of December, and while the Lord never ceases to see us, we do not even begin to see Him until He opens our eyes by a miracle of grace. We dwell in a wonderful world that the great Creator has made. He has filled it with His own handiwork and inspired it with His own presence, yet we do not see Him. Indeed, some people are so blind as to argue that there is no Creator, and that they cannot perceive any evidence that a supremely wise and mighty Creator exists. Oh, that the Lord Jesus would open the eyes of the willfully blind! Oh, that you also, you who are blinded by forgetfulness rather than by error, may be made to cry with Hagar, Thou God seest me, Genesis sixteen thirteen, and with Job, Now mine eye seeth thee, Job 42, 5. If God will graciously convince people of His own divine presence, what a blessing it will be to them, especially to the young who are setting out in life. A clear perception that the Lord observes all that we do, Will be a very useful protection in the hour of temptation. When we remember the divine eye, we will cry like Joseph, How can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Genesis thirty nine, nine. To see yourself is good, but to see God is better. Let us pray, O Lord, open the young man's eyes so that he may see you. When a man begins to see his great enemy, And also His best friend, we may next pray, Lord, open His eyes to see the way of salvation through the appointed Savior. We cannot see the Lord Jesus except by His own light. We look to Him with a look that comes from Him. I have tried to explain salvation to people many times in simple words and figures, but there is a great deal more needed than an explanation. It is right to be very plain, But more is needed than a clear statement. No matter how bright the candle, a blind man does not see any better. I continually pray, Lord, open my mouth, but I perceive that I must also pray, Lord, open men's eyes. Until God opens a person's eyes, he will not see what faith means, nor what atonement means, nor what regeneration means that which is as plain as a spear to a seeing man is invisible to the blind. Believe and live, what can be plainer? Yet no one understands it until God gives grace to perceive His meaning. It is the duty of preachers to put the gospel as plainly as possible, but we cannot give anyone spiritual understanding. We declare in the plainest and boldest terms believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved acts 16:31 but people ask without understanding what do you mean we cry out look unto Jesus and live but when our explanations are over we learn that they have mistaken our meaning and are still looking to themselves and turning their backs on the Lord Jesus to believe or trust is no mystery but it is the simplest of all simplicities for that very reason people cannot be persuaded to think that we mean what we say or that god means what he says we need to pray lord open their eyes so that they may see for seeing they do not see and hearing they do not understand matthew 13:14 Blessed be the Lord, how sweetly they see it the moment their eyes are opened by His own omnipotent touch! Then they wonder how they did not see it before, and they call themselves ten thousand fools for not perceiving what is so plain. Faith in the Lord Jesus is the most complete ABC of divine revelation. It belongs to the fundamentals and basics of heavenly knowledge and we are fools indeed not to take it as we find it in the Word, but begin bewildering ourselves over such a plain matter. Once the miracle-working power of God opens our eyes, we see well enough, but until then we fumble around in the noonday for that which is right before us. Sin cannot so darken the mind that God cannot pour light into it. If we cannot make people see, we can at least lead them to the master ophthalmologist who can rectify their sight. We should pray that our friends may have their eyes opened to see all manner of spiritual truth. These optics of ours can only see natural objects. That is all they are intended for. We should be very grateful that our eyes can see as much as they do see, but spiritual objects are not discernible by the eyes of the body, which are for material objects only. The things that pertain to the spiritual kingdom must be perceived by eyes of a spiritual kind, eyes opened by the Lord. God must give spiritual senses to us before we can discern spiritual things. Let this never be forgotten. The flesh cannot grasp, perceive, or discern the things of the Spirit. We must become spiritual and receive spiritual capabilities before we can perceive spiritual things. In a word, we must be born again. John 3, 7. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. 1 Corinthians two fourteen. This is why the prayer is needed, Lord, open the eyes of the young man so that he may see. Already the horses and chariots of fire were round about Elisha, but his servant could not see any of them because they were spiritual chariots and spiritual horses, angelic beings belonging to the purely spiritual domain. As yet, the youth had not entered the spiritual region and had no eyes with which to see into it. Once God had given him spiritual eyes, then there began to break upon his vision that strange sight, celestial aerial, no, spiritual, yet most real. It was sight that revived his soul with the conviction that the prophet was safe, since the ministers of God, as flames of fire, flashed to and fro, and like an army with horses and chariots, showed themselves strong for the defense of the servant of Jehovah. How surprised he was! How great was his amazement! How content was his mind! He and his Master were mysteriously defended beyond all fear of danger. If you were strangers to the things of God, and the Lord would open your eyes at once, you would be astonished indeed, for as yet you have no idea, you cannot have any idea, what the spiritual life is, nor what spiritual realities must be. Neither can you have any true idea of them until you are given life by the Lord. You may talk about spiritual subjects and discuss them, and think yourselves theologians, but you resemble deaf people criticizing music, and blind people describing pictures. You are not qualified to even express an opinion upon the matter until you are made new in Christ Jesus and are brought within range of the spiritual and the heavenly. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. John 3, 3. Let the prayer go up, then, from all enlightened hearts, for those who are not yet walking in the light. Lord, open the eyes of the young men, so that they may see. Elisha's prayer for this young man was not, and our prayer for others is not, that they may do something that they can do, that they may use some ability that they already have. Rather, Our prayer is that a new sight may be granted to them, and that a new nature may be created within them, by a power altogether above and beyond themselves. We call in the hand of God. We ask the Lord to work a miracle. We want you to receive what no education can ever give you and what no graduation at any university can ever bestow upon you. We want you to obtain what no number of years of experience or of study can achieve. We want you to possess what no imitation of other people will gain for you. We want you to experience a change that only the Lord Himself can work in you. We want you to pass from nature's darkness into God's marvellous light, 1 Peter 2 9, from a dreadful blindness into a clear vision of things otherwise invisible.